Welcome to the queue. My name is Nurse Bug. I'm your friendly neighborhood nurse surveyor. And hi, I'm Tina Webster. I'm so glad you joined us. I found three different articles that I thought were pretty interesting, and I talked to Tina about her article that she looked at. The first one was, if you want a better quality team member, and they talked about how behavioral confirmation is the idea that we get what we expect from people, or in this instance, from our staff. And when you expect certain behaviors from someone or a group of people, you're much more likely to get that behavior, whether it's positive or negative. And then they talked about a study, how there was three identical groups of staff and one mentor, one teacher, whatever it might be, is told that their group is gifted. The next was told their group was average. And the third was told that theirs were below average. Each group performed according to what their teacher believes. I guess studies like this have been done in relation to like respect to neatness and kindness and stuff like that. And consistently, studies showed that they lived up to the expectations of their teachers or mentors or whatever it might be. They talked about if this phenomenon worked in real life, because there's little research on the topic. And the author talked about how he talked to a CEO about he was selling them emergency call systems. When they described how caregivers would carry the pagers to receive all the call notifications, he stopped the sales call and he said, you know what, my team members, they would just destroy the devices or lose them. And he he was a guy who was getting what he expected, for sure. More often than not, senior living leaders express how unreliable their team members are. And yet there are other organizations where they have a strong bond because leaders and staff in the organization place expectations and they expect amazing things from their team members. They're not automatically negative. That makes everything work so much better. Basically, the conclusion was that if you expect the best, staff get better instantaneously almost. If you begin to see them as amazing, exceptional employees, the company is lucky to have people who want to work hard and advance the best interests of the residents and the company. And it says that if you implement those sort of thoughts and practices, that you'll be blown away. This is a super interesting article in and of itself. When I think of um, building a strong team, the first thing that comes to my mind is having that strong leader, something that I think a lot of the facilities struggle with because they have such turnover in their facilities. They have turnover administrators of DONs, supervisors, and those are all key people that uh, lead a team, right? To me, some of the things that I know at QSource, some of the things that we can help facilities with is growing their teams, providing education, and helping those leaders become a little bit stronger, giving them some tools, some different tools. One of the things that is really important in having that good leader is they have to have good character and empathy. They have to gain the respect of their team. They do this by empower their team, their team members. They motivate them. They engage them. They help that person grow, the team member, helping them grow in their area and by providing them, you know, opportunities to get education, giving them praise, you know, when they do things well and giving them encouragement. Some of the best lessons learned is when we fail, whether it be, I mean, nobody fails intentionally, of course, but, you know, whenever something doesn't go as planned, 
if that team member takes a lesson learned from that and it doesn't repeat that again, then it may have been a mistake at the time, but it's not a true mistake because if they've learned something from it, they've grown from it. To me, that's what building a strong team is and having the empathy with each other to help each other grow through kindness and patience. Yeah. I read another article from McKnight that talked about recruiting and retaining top talent and that the biggest thing was that you needed to invest in the workplace culture and benefits. Ask your staff what motivates them, because if you can make it individualized, it's just like with your residents. The best care is centered individualized care. So it's the same thing with your staff. So you can offer affordable health insurance and tuition reimbursement, create flex teams that work together at the facility and sister facilities if you have them, because that builds a strong team and camaraderie. And then you have a really strong unit that you can send to any facility that you have that will know exactly what to do. It talked about rewarding prompt response times with residents or shifts being covered Use the same agency staff regularly so that they know your residents, they know your team members. And then, of course, build relationships with staff that work hard. You'll weed out those ones that don't. And if you can counsel them and build them up and they take to it, that's wonderful. And then they talked about that professionals nowadays, they want freedom. They want flexibility. They want empowerment. If they want to work a holiday, they want acknowledgement that they're missing family time. Yes, they're getting paid for it. You're going to miss a holiday. You're going to miss Thanksgiving or Christmas or something with your family. It's just nice to be recognized just for doing that. The last thing they talked about was conducting a SWOT, an S-W-O-T, Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats, which I thought was really interesting. It's an analysis using historical data to help drive the strategic plan for um, recruitment and retention. And I thought that was really interesting because just like, you know, with quality, that's what we would do. We would, you know, we do something we review it, we revise it. That's how it goes. Right, Tina? We have to do that. That's part of our growth. We have to learn from our lessons, right? Exactly. Exactly. The last one I found, which it's a new employee checklist. There was a few things that stuck out to me. And they said, assign an official mentor to stick with any new employees through the first few weeks and months. Of course, introduce them to their supervisor and their coworkers, orient them to company culture, and of course, their supervisor should monitor the new employee's first work efforts in those first mm-hmm. weeks and months, correct anything right then, early on, and then share tips on best practices per facility policy procedure. But then it said, above all, smile. So many times, I think new employees get thrown in there. They go through orientation, which is in a lot of facilities, they struggle with that, having a, a really structured new employee orientation. Some of the facilities have different team members that go in and and are supposed to do sections where they're proficient in to give the employees an idea of what they do. And I think they really struggle with that. What I see a lot of times is they put new employees, they just put them out on the floors. You know, they need the help. They put them out there and basically nobody checks back up on them. (laughs) How great would it be if They did have a mentor. They did have a person that was assigned when they were first hired, somebody that could follow up with them and be their coach. I know the facilities that do have those mentor programs, they are very successful with retention of staff. So it does work. 
I would definitely would encourage facilities to utilize that. I've also seen facilities that host clinicals for CNAs and things like that. And I think that's a really great way to find really good CNAs. And then you can train them in the way that they need to be trained for your facility and just to be a wonderful worker. Have you seen uh, stuff like that in facilities, Tina? Yes. The LPN programs, even the CNA programs that are out in the community, they partner with long-term care facilities. So those students actually come into the nursing home. It's a wonderful opportunity for that company to try to recruit them to come to work once they get out of their class because they've already kind of been exposed to the facility. So it works It works really well in those facilities that utilize that. So Tina, I've seen it with CNAs and nurses. The CNAs have clinicals there and they work there. But I've also seen, you know, when you have your nursing clinicals at the end of that first semester or second semester, whatever it is, facilities are hosting those as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we definitely need more and CNAs in our facilities. I think that facilities have to be creative and uh, think outside the box and trying to reach out to, you know, those right people for the team, right? Because, I mean, ultimately you want a strong team in your building, a team that is passionate about what they do. What I found is our new nurses and new CNAs, they are full of passion. They love what they do. A lot of them, they may find out after they've been introduced to it for a little while. It may not be their cup of tea, but we have gotten some wonderful, wonderful nurses and CNAs straight out of school that are a huge asset to the facility. And the biggest thing, I think, is that we recognize them and invest in their growth because if they see that we are going to invest in them, they will, in turn, do a great job. I don't think there's a person in the universe <laughs> that doesn't like to feel valued and want to be part of a positive team. It's real hard in our industry to stay positive sometimes. That's when it's important to have those strong leaders and those strong team members that can pick everybody up, those that are kind of down or those that are kind of uh, feeling beaten, you have those that lift you up. One of the things for a team member that I've seen that to me is just, it's it's a wonderful thing to, to be able to see is to take a new person and give them a role. And, you know, like a flower, you water them, right? You give them nourishment and you just watch them blossom. You know, they just go into a full flower. And in a previous life or previous um, profession of leadership, that was always very important to me to see that person become a very strong leader within the team. You got to have leaders within the team, you know? My surveying years, I saw many CNAs and they always, you always think you're going to climb the ladder, CNA, LPN, RN, you know, and on from there. But some CNAs, they want to be CNAs. And I thought that was amazing because yeah. they felt support. They didn't want to go on from there. They wanted to do CNA work and they wanted to do it well. And they had spent years upon years. And it always it always impressed me. You don't hear that much anymore. No, because the CNAs are undervalued, underpaid. It's getting better, it sounds like. I found a few articles that had to do with, with the pay rate increase that's coming 
for many states, which I thought was super interesting because, you know, CNAs deserve to be paid for caring for our loved ones. And they do a lot of hard work. Absolutely, they do. I don't know if the pay rate increase was for everyone, but of course that helps. I mean, you're, you're going to get good people in there if they're paid fairly. Well, you know, I will tell you that money is not always the motivator for people. It is important. We have bills and we, we have to eat and things like that. To have that true passion to be in, to, to be in long-term care and to want to care for our elders and the other residents that need our help, it's not the money that always drives them. It is the true calling of the profession. Most facilities still struggle with having that strong team. It never fails. Once you get a good, strong team, it seems like you're rocking along really good and everybody's doing really good. (laughs) And then wham, you know, something happens and a person leaves and then this person leaves and then this person leaves and you have to go, hey, wait a minute. Why are people leaving? Mm -hmm. As an organization, it's so important that you look at that and go, it's not always about the person that leaves. It could be something within the organization itself or someone within the organization itself. Organizations need to be very mindful of that. And when they see they've got a good rocking team going, then that's when the support really needs to continue and grow that team. Do your root cause analysis. Some of our facilities have been working on staffing this past year and the year before. They had to dig down and determine what was what was the root cause, why people were leaving. And it's not always easy to face those things and to hear what your staff is saying, but you have to listen to them. They know the answer. Anyway, I think it's real important that our team, having that open communication, creating an environment where your staff is comfortable talking about the things that bother them or the things that they don't like or things that they would like to see differently creating that environment is extremely important. Communication and culture, those were the two words that came to mind when I thought of it, because you have a supportive administration, it trickles down. It really does. Yep. Culture of facilities really does matter. I've been in hundreds of facilities, and the minute you walk in the door, you can feel how it's going to go. Does that make sense? if there's openness or if they get really quiet or they're afraid to talk to surveyors or those are the things that I know because that's not a cohesive team. You shouldn't be afraid to tell how you're caring for the resident and have surveyors watch and all that or have one of the biggest things I noticed is when administration would come while I was interviewing one of their staff or something like that. And we would always ask staff, you know, do, do you want them in here? And they, some would say no. Some would say yes because they didn't feel they could say no. And to me, that's not a cohesive team. You shouldn't have to to feel like that. That was one of the biggest indicators for me. If teamwork was at the top of their list in that facility, it was usually pretty clear right away. The survey process for most of the long-term care facilities for the team itself, the administrative team and the and the um, staff. In in a perfect world, you know, it should be business as usual, right? But we know, we know that that's not always the case. So facilities 
I think they have a tendency to get nervous during a survey. So a lot of times, I will say this, a lot of times when you see that staff members may want somebody with them or, or whatever, I think a lot of times it's not that they're necessarily there's there's anything they're hiding or anything like that. It is they are so nervous <laughs> that they want somebody with them that they know somebody, somebody that they feel comfortable knowing they're sitting next to them or whatever. We should create our teams that are strong and independent of themselves. But you know what? That takes time. And I think for a lot of people in today's world of the industry, we haven't got that, right? We've got brand new staff coming in every day. Having that time to build those teams, it's hard. It's really hard. My hats go off to the facilities that are recruiting, trying to recruit the right people to grow them, trying to grow your team, because that is a very daunting task. It is definitely something that is needed. We all want to be part of a, a great team. I don't care where you work. You want to feel supportive of your coworkers. You want to feel supportive of your supervisors, your, your leaders. You want to have that respect and trust with them as well. With 50 years of experience and experts across all areas of nursing home care, QSource genuinely understands the needs of your facility. We've always been there alongside you and we've walked in your shoes. No matter the situation, QSource is prepared to tackle your challenges, solve your issues, and answer your questions. Let QSource encourage, educate, and empower you. Contact us at any time at QSource.org. We will always be here to help. And now back to the podcast. I really liked your take on the leadership because, like we said earlier, when it comes to training, leadership development, QSource actually provides that to DONs and MDSs. We go into what a DON does, what they need to do for regulatory, what they need to do for the facility in a day, the clinical startup meetings, all reports and assessments. Of course, they'll learn nursing labor, PPD, scheduling, which is super important. Scheduling sounds so easy. And then you take a peek at a schedule and you're like, oh my gosh, it's a nightmare. <laughs> It's a, it is a nightmare for a person that does the schedule in long-term care. It really is. It, you have that great team, and then you have to learn how to, you know, do a schedule and make sure that you have enough CNAs, enough nurses, enough CMAs. If you hire those, you have to worry about the risk logs and the QAPI logs and the Form 672. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that a DON has to do in a day. And then, of course, MDS responsibilities, the resident assessments, how to complete them, ensuring correct coding for payment. QSource can help with all of that. And we want to. We want to help build your team. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we've had a lot of opportunities in some facilities to help those teams get stronger. That's always very exciting to me and exciting to our other team members. You know, when we can help facilities grow and whether it be through the direct care staff or whether it be through all the end services that we can provide the staff or whether it be through, like you said, the leadership, some leadership training. Nurses especially don't get, they're not trained in nursing school. 
of how to be a strong leader or even a leader necessarily. They kind of learn on the job. I was very blessed in my, been, have been very blessed in my career that I've, I've had strong administrators that I've worked with that have been great mentors. They took me as the director and, and helped mentor me along when I first started teaching me the money side of the long-term care side. I felt comfortable with the clinical side, but, you know, a DON has to know both parts, right? So, um, you know, just being that strong mentor is so important. Whether you're an administrator and you're being a mentor to the DON or whether you're a DON and you're being a mentor to your unit managers, your supervisors, your CNAs, that role is extremely important and having the right tools and having the right empathy and having good character. All of those things are very, very important to be a successful leader and to have a successful team. While you were talking about that, I had found an article. It was called, What are the Qualities of a Good Nurse Leader? And I think there was nine qualities that they cited were awesome to have. And of course, empathy was the number one. And then critical thinking, communication, and team building was number four. And they said that's a nurse leader's most important task is developing a strong, coherent team, building trust, rapport between nurses and CNAs, and developing a framework for conflict resolution. Because, you know, whenever you have that many people <laughs> in yes. one area, there's going to be conflict. Right. They also mentioned delegation, patient care skills, technical skills, mentorship, and cultural competence, which, I mean, that just encompasses everything we've already talked about. Well, you know, people think that they're not going to be in a leadership role in their career. I promise you probably will be. <laughs> it's some form or fashion, because even the nurses, when I used to, when I was interviewing nurses, you know, kind of asking them, hey, how do you how would you motivate your CNA? Because you're going to be a leader, right? I mean, you're going you're gonna to be in charge. And how would you motivate them? It was amazing to me that a lot of people, they've never been in that role. For those people, you have to help them learn how to do that. They didn't come out of school knowing how to be a leader. They didn't come out of school to know how to be a, a great team member. They depend on strong mentors to you help them grow and be be a good team member, be a good leader. To sum it all up, what builds a great team? You know, to sum it all up, what builds a great team is, you know, to have to have the right people, of course. But, you know, even if you don't have the right people in the beginning, that doesn't mean they can't be the right people. We should always embrace our team, our team members, and keeping in mind that everybody is different, everybody learns differently, everybody's motivated by different things. And really just being a good leader, having a good, strong leader, having a good foundation of trust and respect that we build on and adding those team members and helping them grow, helping them grow every day so that one day they can step in and they can be the leader. And they, in, in essence, are a leader in many, many ways. And just giving them that encouragement, be an inspiration to having a new way of thinking, a new way of doing things. That would be my takeaway is just, it's not an easy job, but it's certainly a doable one. And um, we would love to help anyone in the industry that we can to help build a, a great team. 
Yeah. And QSRs can do that. We can help you do that. We've been in many buildings, Tina, where where we've helped them kind of focus in on what's needed and end result is really good things. I won't place any specifics, but wonderful, wonderful endings to just stories that started out pretty frantic. Thank you for listening to this QSource podcast. If you ever find yourself needing QSource to assist your facility, please reach out to us at qsource.org so our long-term care experts can help you through the process. If you want to hear more podcasts like this, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your favorite audio. Just search for QSource and you will find us. Thank you and have an amazing day.